0: I'm Dr. Margaret, and welcome to my show, Journey into an Unknown World. I've been doing this show now for about 18 months, and every time I do it, I'm always looking to find a way that is going to take an everyday topic, or even a strange and unusual one for that matter, and give it to you in a way that you're going to feel you can get something out of it. There's so much going on with the shift right now, and everybody is into it. You can go online, you can see all sorts of websites that talk about the psychological, emotional, mental, and physical state of change. But one of the things that I seem to be coming up against over and over again is people saying to me, How do I forgive? somewhat. I can remember stuff that's coming up from when I was a tiny child, It's suddenly hitting me in the face and I am still angry. I can't forget it. I keep thinking about it. In fact, I'm becoming obsessed by this memory. So I thought I'd talk about that today and give you some kind of idea as to why this is going on. You know, if you'd like to talk to me about this, you can always write to me at my email, which is drmargaretrvc@gmail.com at gmail or you can go to my website, which is www.sumaricenter.com, that's S-U-M for mother, A-R-I-S, that's sugar, centre spelled American C E N T R dot com. You can even find me on Facebook or LinkedIn if you look for me under my full name, Margaret Rogers Van Koops. But let's come back to forgiveness. Hmm? Okay. What do we actually know when we come into life? Well apparently not much. We have to learn how to listen to pay attention to what we hear. We have to look at everything. Our eyes are busy taking photos every second, every time we blink. We're combining those things, trying to make some kind of sense out of what we see and what we hear. And while all this is going on, there's someone saying to us, you have to learn this language and you have to make these noises. (laughs) I remember when I was a child, everyone was saying, you have to speak French with a r. Okay, I still can't do it today, so all have a laugh at me at that expense. <laughs> but anyway, you know, when I'm in Japan, they can't say l la, and yet here we are saying it every day of our lives. But I remember when my children were young, how we used to spend time practicing say lollipop. Hmm? So you see, we the brain has to learn everything. But why does it learn everything? Why do we want to learn everything? Because within that brain's consciousness is something more important. It's our spirit self. Our spirit self is encoded with all the things that we want to learn in this life. Now, that will include past lives. And I know many of you listening might say, yeah, yeah, I don't believe in past lives. But actually, even if you don't believe in it, when you watch TV and you watch something like Rome or Gladiator, I bet you anything you like, you had a feeling somewhere inside yourself that you could identify with what was going on there. And you felt that there was some part of you that was back in that time. I know people who are Christians all relate to the time of Jesus. I know that Buddhists all relate to the life of Siddhartha Buddha. I know that Muslims go right into Muhammad. So what is it in us that makes us adhere to these spiritual leaders? Well obviously we've learned as young children when we're very young that we need a leader. And the people who are gonna lead us, of course, a mom and if mum's not their grandma, and if they're not their dad or grandpa or brothers or sisters, there's someone that is giving you an influence in some way to listen, watch, make sense of what's going on, copy the way they talk, the way they walk, the way they present their facial expressions, and suddenly you're you're doing well you're being congratulated you're being told hey hey you're a good child and you feel wonderful until one day you touch something you shouldn't be touching and there's an ugly face and in that moment you see that ugly face even though you don't recall past lives or you don't remember yourself in the spirit world you're making association your brain has memory of where you've been and what you've done, not only in this life, but in past lives and in the spirit world. So what it boils down to in your physical life, in this life, is what you believe consciously in your everyday thinking. So let's paint a scenario. Let's say your friend A next door neighbor is always chatting to you over the fence, pops in for a cup of tea. You get on famously until suddenly one day there's an issue about your trash bins or your dust bins, depending on where you live. And you start arguing over whose property, where's the borderline, um, who belongs, which tree, and when it should be cut down or not cut down, and so on. And suddenly your enemies and every time you talk about this neighborly issue, which is now a war, you find yourself compounding that original thing with lots of other little itty bitty things that you add to it. And before you know where you are, you're enraged. You're so furious. You're so angry. Well, you might say that's very normal. You know, I'm justifying why I have these ideas, these beliefs. But really, It goes back, back, not only to your infant self, to your first years of learning, where maybe someone was angry with you and you copied them, and you learned to believe what they said, but it also can go right into your spiritual self, right into the core of yourself, where you have a common thread in the lesson you're having today, which parallels a past life, that you've had a similar lesson before Okay, take a deep breath i want you to realize that when i talk about past lives reincarnation i'm not really talking about i owe you from that time you know i have a debt i have karma bad karma all these expressions you hear because the truth is when you pass from this life into the oneness into the spirit world you are cleaning your slate all you're doing in the spirit world is looking at your whole life looking at your spiritual goals seeing if you really fully satisfied yourself with those spirit goals and if you didn't well you'll give yourself another bout with that lesson in some other life in what is our future so let's come back to this life let's come back to you let's say for the example that you had a sibling rivalry going on in your home you grow up you grow apart one goes off and does one thing another goes off and does the other thing and there's nothing in common and occasionally for no apparent reason you have a chat on the phone which is kinda empty okay what went wrong you might say Hmm. Or you might say, how is it that we, born into the same family, don't agree, don't like the same things, etc. Well, the reason that happens is because the coding that each of you chose in the spirit world before you were born and came through the same mother was different. So even though two people are standing in the same room, having the same experience, say, listening to someone yelling, your point of view on how you hear it is going to be different. I've talked before about my book, The Rejection Syndrome, and it sounds pretty well because there's lots of people all over the world that think that they are in rejection. And by the way, we've made a big giant step in my website, which is www sumaricenter.com S-U-M for Mother A-R-I-S C-E-N-T-E-R.com, and you can go there, and you can now download the Rejection Syndrome as an ebook. And of course, that's handy because you can put it in your phone or whatever you want. But in there, there's lots of stories where you can see how the soul coding which I call the Soul Structure Coding, because there's several parts to it, gives you your personality, and as you grow up, developing a character. And in those stories, you can see where the coding is working and giving people a different opportunity to have a point of view on their life and the things they do, and why they make choices. So, choices are very important. Do you know you can change your mind in the blink of an eye? Let's put it this way. Have you ever stopped to realize that if someone's yelling and screaming at you, they're very angry, looks like they're never going to forgive you, in the moment that they do that, if you gaze into their eyes, get very close to their face, maybe, you know, feet. Inches away and say right into their eyes, very, very quietly, I love you. They'll stop. They'll stop partly because they're in surprise and partly because they're in shock and partly because they're in hypnosis, but more importantly, because when they were little babies, mummy put her face right in the face of that child and said either very quietly I love you or shouting and screaming you're a naughty child you broke something of mine so we are uncomfortable in a sense when people get too close I'm sure some of you have felt that but you know when we've built up so much animosity when we build up so much anger and we've gone over and over an issue time and time again rebuilding it, refocusing on it, it becomes toxic. I want you to hear that word, toxic. Okay, most of us don't think about our thoughts as being toxic. So I want you to think of some horrible slime. Just close your eyes for a minute and think of some awful slime that you've seen somewhere. And just ask yourself, would you put that slime inside your body? Would you like to have that slime oozing around your body making you feel horrid? (laughs) Okay, of course you wouldn't. But you know when you feed back to yourself any incident and go over and over it your brain is storing all those ideas all those feelings, all those thoughts, until it's oozing toxic thoughts. And guess what? All those thoughts are going round your neuro system from the brain into every itty-bitty tiny nerve ending. And this result? Pain. Physical pain. Now, we can tell by where your pain is as to what kind of thoughts you're having. For example, if you're having breathing problems, or you're having heart palpitations, or you're having hot flashes in the upper part of your chest, you are in anger about some emotional issue that has made you in some way feel as though you've been torn in half a typical example of that might be abandonment issues such as the breakup of a relationship because your partner's been unfaithful. Now if you have pain down in your hips and your private parts then we're talking about some kind of incident where you felt out of control so you developed a stubborn nature fixed nature where you're actually saying hey I don't want to budge. Now, that might be good if your life is depending on it, but in an everyday situation, maybe you need to budge over a bit. You need to push yourself over a bit and say, hey, if I was so fixed on that issue, why and what am I not seeing that I need to deal with that issue and work it out? For example, Um, I met someone recently who had big hip problems. She was actually having surgery. But when I attuned to her, I could see that she was really angry at herself because she wanted to be successful. Now, her idea of success was like climbing a 100-foot wall. And when I said to her, you know, you don't need a wall or if you have a wall, you can actually walk around it or tunnel under it or do something in your mind in a different way to look at your situation, it's gone. It's not there anymore. So what about forgiveness? You know, Jesus taught us to forgive in a time when clans, Tribes, nations, all over the world at that time were fighting. And here we are, 2012, and what are we seeing? The same thing. Tribes are fighting. The world is in revolution. People are destroying things. Even in Europe and America, politicians are fighting over what's right and what isn't right. I'm not taking sides here. I don't want to be pulled into those issues. I'm standing back. I'm observing. And what am I seeing? All sorts of dialogues that are destructive. And these people are rationalizing and justifying and explaining and excusing and going on and on. And I don't hear one ounce of forgiveness. So what is forgiveness? Well It's not something that you rationalize, justify and explain about and then talk it over, shake hands, say it'll never happen again, because I can pretty well guarantee that given the right stimuli, it will happen again. What is real for us in forgiveness is working it out in yourself. And that means that you have to release the past released all those things you've been telling yourself that are so you think very important to your conscious mind because in reality there are only steps to get in touch with your spirit self I'm going to tell you a little story about me my second marriage I was very very miffed I will say very very upset because I had lots of problems in my marriage, I had four extrovert children, I could not cope. Everything I said seemed to bounce off the walls, nobody was listening to me and I was in a mode of rejection and in self-destruction. And I love to talk. So everybody that came to my house I was telling them, Hey, you know, I've got this issue with this problem with this person and this thing and this thing and the more I talked about it, the more I could hear myself talking, the more I felt, hey, I'm working on this. I'm sorting something out But one day, duh it hit me over the head. I was meditating, I had the spirit guides with me and they said, Why are you going over and over these things? Why don't you simply move on? Well, at that point, of course, I rationalized, hey, I can't get divorced, I have four kids, blah, blah, lots of excuses. So I went on a trip. I drove around France 3,000 miles, big thing for me in those days. Came back home and thought, well, if I can drive 3,000 miles, I should be able to do anything, including divorce, go to America, do whatever I wanted to do. So I did it and it changed my life. And do I have anger? Do I have resentment? Do I feel that someone back in that time needed something to say to me to make me feel better or to justify and rationalize why they were the same way they were so I could see why I was the way I was and so on? No, no, no. All I had to do was say, that was then. It's history. I don't want to take that into my future. I don't want to color my future with those people, those memories, those ideas. I knew what I was talking about, but did it happen easily? (laughs) No, why? Because all those people from my past in my life wanted to rehash everything. So every time I said, I'm different, I've changed, I'm I'm looking at life with a new point of view, there was someone who was just going to turn up and say, do you remember when? And it was very hard for me to stay away from those issues. But given time, given practice, given an understanding of my skills in my psychic sense, listening to my spirit guides, listening to people in an observation mode rather than an involved mode, I began to realize I'm not the person they all believe I am. Well, as soon as I realized that, I suddenly realized that my whole life had been about trying to get people to understand who I was, But you know what? I have to admit, I didn't even know who I was in those days. I was a confused lady. I was very mixed up. And here I am all these years later, about 35 years later, and I can look back on that and say, wow, I don't know how I survived. But I do know I learned a great deal through that time of umbrage We had lots of rows, we had lots of arguments, we had lots of demonstrations of independence in a variety of different ways from all sorts of people. Yes, I felt like I was a thousand pieces torn apart. And the most important thing I began to realize was I had created the rejection syndrome within myself, I was actually saying of all these people, I reject you but they in turn were mirror imaging me and saying, well, I'm rejecting you back. Yet, we had a common bond. What tied us together was love. So the answer to forgiveness is really very simple. To love yourself and love who you've been and who you are and who you will become without any thought of resentment without any thought of re-dramatizing whatever you saw and thought about and letting yourself deal with the truth. So what is a truth? We did a little test once in Japan where I asked the students to write down how they truly saw themselves. And the first thing that happened was they all gazed out at me, waiting for me to lead them. I told them, I I can't lead you. I don't know you. I haven't seen you before. How can I tell you who you are? Even though I'm psychic. (laughs) So they looked at me again and they said, Well, I don't know where to begin with my life. And I said, Well, begin with the beginning. What's your earliest memory? Most of them came up with negative ones. I remember being smacked and crying. I remember my mother going off and leaving me and such like things. And I said to them, okay you have a choice this is where it starts you can either remember those sad moments, those angry moments, those lonely moments etc or you can choose to go into your brain and find the good ones so I had them write down ten things that were negative and ten things that were positive positive. and I proved to them how the conscious mind will remember the negative and lots of them before it will allow you to go into your subconscious to pull up the good times. But once they got the gist of it, they started to make a long list. So I'm suggesting to you that you try this at home. If you're one of these people that keeps dredging up the past, sit down, get that out of your head, write it down, screw it up in a piece of ball of paper and and put it in the trash and then um go back get a fresh sheet and write down all the good things you can remember again if you'd like to talk to me you can write to me at drmargaretrvc@gmail.com, at gmail.com or you can t- contact me through sumariscenter.com, or you can go to my free download i stress this if you're really upset, if you're really angry, if you're really frustrated, go to my special website, www.drmargaretrvc.com and download my free hypnosis meditation. I really assure you it will make a big difference in the way you see yourself and you'll see your, your life. It's very helpful. I'm getting lots of feedback from people all over the world that it's helping them. So if you'd like that, please go there and, and get it for yourself. Now, let's come back to forgiveness. You know, we have lots of sayings that we're trained to believe. For example, if you love me, you will go to the ends of the world for me. Or you'll go to the moon and back. Um, I love you this much, as many stars as there are in the sky. you know I love you because you love me or we've had sex and I really feel we have a union here it's all rational thinking the bottom line is love is pure emotion and when you're really truly in a love moment You feel that pure emotion, you cannot put words on it, it doesn't need to be described, it's not something that has to be validated, unfortunately the conscious mind tries to validate it. Oh, I had this beautiful moment, this wonderful feeling, and now I have to ask myself, why did I have that? Oh, it must be the smell of her perfume or the look of his jeans or something, okay? It's not about the physical world. It comes from your spirit. And it is your spirit that can, in the blink of an eye, cause your conscious mind to switch off, cause your subconscious mind to stop remembering, and in that brief moment of love, feel everything is perfect. That everything fits in with the lesson you came here to learn which is of course your goal in this life. So let's say you have a goal of growth. Then you're certainly free to sit in your bedroom and be miserable and not go out and you know, as it was emotionally tie yourself up in bonds But um, how long before your spirit self will one day kick in and say, I'm so frustrated with myself. I'm so angry with myself. I don't feel that I've given myself any love. I have to do something. Nobody else is going to do it for me. And so at that moment, suddenly you have a, a blink of the eye minute where your spirit gets through and says, I don't know I feel like an art class and off you go and you do this art class you feel like a fish out of water consciously but there's one person in the room that seems to attract you she says three words that are nice I love you or I love your work something like that and you're friends for life so in the same way you can do that with your neighbor with family members that you've known all your life. You can let those three little words, the magical words, I love you, come all the way from your spirit into your mind, into your body, into your aura, and it will radiate out from you so that anyone coming into your vibration will feel you and feel that love and in some way in the mirror image of what you're putting out will come to terms with who you are and suddenly this big war you've been having isn't an issue anymore it's like you shake on it you make up and suddenly you're in harmony again so now you have forgiveness right but you still have memory so my next point is to think about how you remember the memory let's step aside for a minute and say if you had to be a witness in court and uh, someone was on trial for their life uh, and you know that if you say they're guilty um, they could be given the injection and that's bye-bye for them how are you going to feel about that? Are you really really sure that all the evidence is right and that you really are seeing what you saw telling what you saw, not embellishing it, not expounding it with the neighbors, not talking it over and letting your imagination or illusions come in and build up what you saw into something more than actually was. That's why a lot of people do not want to be witnesses, because they do not want to take that responsibility for another's life. So let me bring that back to you. Do you want to take responsibility for your life and bring into your life an assuredness that whatever you do is going to bring you happiness? You don't want to kill yourself off with thoughts. You don't want to kill yourself off with this toxic, poisonous verbal dialogue of going over and over issues that you've had on your mind forever and ever. Of course you don't. You want to love yourself. You want to enjoy your life. So take time out. Look at all these beliefs. Make a decision for yourself to transform those beliefs by going out and doing something new. You see, the brain has this special way of covering up what was the past and going on to something better. And if you're in something better, then you don't drag up the history. If you move into something worse, oh, of course you're going to to drag up every little thing that ever fits in with that event. So be sure, let yourself be safe. Don't get into umbrage with neighbors or friends anymore. Instead, get close. Say those words when they're angry. Get right in there and say, I love you. If you have an issue, go up to the person. Say very quietly in their face, I have a problem. There's something I want to talk with you. I love you first. Now let's discuss that issue. Especially with kids. You're going to find if you stand across the road and gesticulate in different ways, they're going to switch off. But if you go right up to them, you hug them, you say, I love you, you're a great person, but tidy up your room, they're going to listen to you. So on that little thought, I'm saying to you, remember, forgiveness is not something that comes from the mind, it comes from the heart. And it doesn't come from your subconscious, it comes from your spirit self. So if you want people to love you, you must love other people. If you want people to love you, you must love yourself. The more you demonstrate this, the greater your emanation, the greater your success. And I mean that. Business will improve. Life standards will improve. All the old negative people will fall away. You'll meet more positive people who want to be in your life and grow with you. If you want to know more about the coding that each of us come into this life with, then by all means, download the book, The Rejection Syndrome, from my website, www.sumaricenter.com. And if you really want to know your own personal one, I can channel read that for you from your spirit guides, record it, and send it to you. By email or another program, so people all over the place right now are asking me, "Who am I? Why did I choose my soul structure? Why am I dealing with family members the way they are, and so on?" If you want that kind of reading, I can do that for you. And while you're at my website, sumaricenter.com, you can actually see the reading page, and you can see all the different types of readings that I offer. And of course, I never turn anyone away, though I might get backlogged sometimes. But I try to get them out as quickly as I can, given my circumstances and my life. So if you'd like help knowing your soul-structured coding, then by all means write to me via the website or by my email, RVC at gmail.com. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to me and I sincerely hope that you will no longer be in judgment and you will allow yourself to receive forgiveness. Not feel guilty, by the way. We didn't go there today, but a lot of people feel they are guilty because the people around them don't forgive them. So forgive yourself and then get rid of it and move on. Become positive. So until we meet again, stay well stay happy and know that there are a thousand blessings always coming at you from directions you can't even imagine. Bye.